0: To the Florida Hockey Podcast, Justin Bedford, alongside Noah Russo. How are you doing this week, buddy? I am, well, yeah, right on, I'm good. Right on. Things are yeah. good? Yeah, no, things are all good here. Um, you know, a bit quiet lately, obviously, like the offseason. I know there's still the Stanley Cup playoffs going on, but I feel like my interest in it has dropped off significantly since the Panthers were eliminated.
1: I... I don't even know if I've I watched two full games.
0: Yeah, like I think in the conference final. My only interest at this point is in Tampa not winning. Like I would very much enjoy that scenario. But there's also two like there's two scenarios. Like the one scenario I really also enjoy though is like if Tampa loses, it also means Corey Perry's lost three straight finals, and that really excites me because I hate Corey Perry, um, just absolute rat when he was over with the Ducks. So I wouldn't mind. I think I think the stat line said that he's be,
1: he became he's gonna become the third or fourth player in NHL history to, pl- to play in three consecutive cup finals with three
0: different teams. Do you remember the most recent one before him? Hosa. Yeah. When that's a tough one. You that back. was a, that was a tough bounce. That was really tough for Hosa. I mean, you lose. You switch to the team that won. They lose to the team you just left. And then. It's just rough. But it did result in three cups for Hosa in the end. So, like, I don't think he's upset about it. No, but, I don't think so either. And Corey Perry also has a cup, too. So, like, what's he complaining about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But at this point, I'm honestly just, like, I'm just waiting for, for next season to start. Um, we also. I, yeah.
1: Like, I'm itching for the draft. I, yeah. I, I'm really curious to see because I I feel like we have
0: potential to have a ton of trades I think so like I think there's gonna be lots of movement going on at the draft this year um, free agency should be good like yeah so that like that I'm just kind of waiting for that part of the offseason the draft actually being in Montreal this year uh, me Jacob Barker who was on last week's episode and a couple other friends are planning on making the drive up to Montreal to watch the draft this year Um And I think what we're hoping to do is, uh, for the podcast, we have our YouTube channel, which we have never once posted from. We set it up and then proceeded to not do anything with it. But we're hoping to maybe live, uh, you know, do like a live blog for our our trip to the draft. Uh, I got some content there. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get tickets uh, to day one of the draft because they were just already sold out, way too expensive. And also for us, like me and Jacob, like we're Panthers fans. The Panthers don't pick on day one or at least it's looking like they won't, barring a trade of some sort. Um, but we'll be there in the building for uh, for day two, and the Panthers do have a few picks. Um, so looking forward to that. So hopefully we'll be able to create some content there and get it up on the YouTube channel. Uh, so really looking forward to that. Uh, draft itself, though, should we find some big names at the top of the draft of kind of the – Big guys, there. Is there anyone that stands out to you? Is there any player you would want of that top four kind of list of names? Because to me, there seems to be a lot of opinions coming out now. I know,
1: yeah. I I know you're a big nemic Nemich, Nemek? Nemich.
0: Yeah. The big Slovak. What's the,
1: what's the correct pronunciation?
0: Uh I think Nemich. It's okay. probably well, whatever. Whatever. Sorry.
1: His first name is what Patrick? Simon. Simon, sorry. Um, I don't know. Uh, sorry, Simon, if we're butchering your name. Um, but uh, I know you really like him. I have limited exposure to him, so I'm not sure. But I think Slavkovsky, like the... the um, how, how do you say this? The upside, if he reaches his full potential, is terrifying like that that's uh, i i'd be really intrigued to see a guy like that uh but he you want to know what like at the end of the day shane wright put up a ton of points this season he was a 15 year old exceptional status player Um, okay but whatever um and uh he missed an entire season because of covid so like i feel like you have to take his post-COVID stats with a grain of salt and, like, just kind of, like, understand the process that he missed an entire year and a half of development.
0: Yeah. To me, it's... Shane, it's a tricky one for me with Shane right? Like, I'm not a huge believer in the guy, but, like, he is... He does have a pretty good resume come into it with the exceptional status, right? Like, I think he'll be a fine NHL player. He's just not that, like, exciting kind of first overall pick that you would really want. Obviously you wouldn't want Shane Wright, but like but like we talked about this and
1: you made a uh, but like it's very reminiscent of the Nico sure year where yes he sure was, you know, yeah, probably first overall but like not too much uh like enthusiasm surrounding it just kind of like like yeah, he's probably first overall, but like, yeah, like that's I, I get the same feeling and the same vibe from this year's draft.
0: Yeah, and I'm just I'm also seeing like, like comparing to like Alexi Lafreniere, uh, first overall pick for the Rangers. Like, I think Lafreniere probably has a better resume than Shane Wright. I think really he definitely does. And I don't, and he really hasn't done much at the NHL level. Like, you don't know exactly how things are going to pan out for these guys. But for me, like, is my, like I think Shane might be fine. I think he's a decent player, but a bit underwhelming for a first overall pick. And I think that's also just in part because recently there, like, there was that stretch where we got some really good first overall picks in Panthers legend, Darren Eckblad, Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, and Austin Matthews, obviously. So you kind of get used to it, and it kind of raises the expectation for a first overall pick.
1: And then Connor Bedard next year, like, the, yeah, I, I completely agree that he's that Shane Wright's kind of, um, I don't want to say penalized, but, like, it's definitely not working out in his favor optically.
0: Yeah, I mean, for every one of those guys, there's, you know, there's going to be a Nico Heisher or a Ryan Nugent Hopkins. A guy like that who's fine. He's probably a top six player, but he's not a, he's not going to be your franchise guy. Right. But they'll help you win games. So what do we understand? You know, we'll, we'll do more episodes on it and talking more about some later guys as the Panthers. I think their first picks at 92. So we'll get into that in a later episode. I do want to get back, though, to talking about the Stanley Cup final here, Colorado, Tampa Bay. Uh, what do you think of the matchup? Who do you think is winning this one and how many games?
1: I'm going to go. So I think it's tough. It's really tough. I was I was having this conversation with someone actually yesterday. Is It's really tough to evaluate Tampa Bay considering, like, I watched them for most of the first round against Toronto and they looked exhausted. And then what do they do? They go ahead and they sweep the Panthers. And then what do they do? They lose two to the Rangers, give give up two freebies. Vasilevsky was not great in the first game. Um, like, and then they just go ahead and win fourth straight, four straight against the Rangers. So yeah. I don't want to bet against them, but at the same time, I I don't see Colorado like being stopped. I think that as long as they get average, average goaltending that I, I think they've got this cup this year um, and I, I seven games. Like, I think it's going to be a really, really close matchup. I th- This is probably the best case scenario for Stanley Cup final in terms of just pure hockey enjoyment not taking into account who the teams are in their history like just these are probably the best two teams like they they could it's gonna match up so well
0: yeah it's a good matchup like obviously like I think most of the world's rooting against the Tampa Bay Lightning Uh, and I agree like they're kind of a weird team where it's like I don't think they're that great but when they play as well as they – when they play up to their potential, they're a really good team, and they've been without Braden Point for a while, right? And with the first game being Wednesday, he's got a couple extra days to maybe get healthy.
1: Yeah, but, I, I think uh, John Cooper said um, that it was extremely likely he suits up for the Stanley Cup final.
0: Yeah, and I would expect nothing less.
1: And by the way, John Cooper, John Cooper is someone I have gained so much admiration for over the years. I remember when he first came to Tampa, I was not a fan at all, but it's, it's easy to buy into his, his system. It it seems re- like he seems like a really, really good coach to, to play
0: for. He does. Like, I think like as much as you, know, you want to rip on Tampa and you don't like Tampa, like credit where credit is due. I think John Cooper is an excellent coach and you know, you can nitpick their last two Stanley cup wins or the teams they played in the final, but Two straight, it's an impressive accomplishment as much as I don't like it. It is very impressive. And when Tampa Bay plays the way they can play, they're a really, really dangerous team. But I just think in the playoffs, they've been a little inconsistent. Like, I didn't think they were great against Toronto. They had those first two kind of dud games versus the Rangers. And I guess you could chalk it up to the time off they had after dismantling uh, our Florida Panthers, tragically. Yep. Um, the one thing that gives me pause with the Colorado Avalanche, because they've looked really good all playoffs, right? They have all the pieces. Their deadline additions have been really good with our, our Terry Lackanen and, and Josh Manson. The only thing that kind of gives me a bit of pause with the Colorado Avalanche is when you look at the teams they've played thus far in the playoffs and specifically the goalies that they've gone up against in those series. Because round one, you got a combination of Dave Riddich and Connor Ingram, two guys who are not well-known for stopping the puck.
1: Yeah. really. <laughs>
0: round two. Although, Ingr-
1: even, even though Ingram played fantastic, at least in game, game two, he was lights out. Um, I agree. Like, not, not anywhere near the competition. So, about yeah, so
0: that's your round one goalie matchup. Round two. Vili Huso just collapsed. Jordan Bennington came in, and then I don't know if you caught it, but he did get hurt, allegedly, by Nazem Khadri.
1: Uh Oh, is that why he threw the water bottle?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> what, an, what a guy. I don't know. <laughs> Good entertainment, at the least. Um, so, you, like, that's your second-round goalie matchup. And then in round three... You did sweep the Oilers. I always maintain the Oilers are not a great looking team overall. Yes, they have Connor McDavid. They had Leon Draisaitl on one leg, trying to carry the team, but Mike Smith and that like the guy's ancient, right? He's high entertainment value, but I don't think Mike Smith. I, yeah, and I, I think
1: the Rangers were in a similar spot coming into the Tampa series. Absolutely, right? Like. They played half of it was we started that series?
0: Um the Tristan series? Jari. Uh no, it or was uh Smith. The Smith, Smith got hurt, and then it was Louis Domingue, and then it was yeah, Caroline. like they
1: played Louis Domingue. Louis Deming literally handed them, I think it was game six in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. like like if if the Rangers were in the final right now, I'd be preaching the same thing because again, they went up against that guy. Louis Domingue, they go up against uh, Carolina's third string goalie for most of that series, right? Although going up against Vasilevsky, if they'd won that series, you'd say, you know what, that's, you know, you're going up against one of the world's best.
1: Yeah, and you want to know what? Like, I think that the Rangers didn't deserve to make it to the cup final this year, to be honest with you. Um, just, I, I didn't, uh, I wasn't buying into what they were selling. Um I, I, I do think Tampa p- probably deserves uh, the spot more than the Rangers.
0: Oh, I think they're just a better all-around team. I think yeah. versus Jericho incredible goalie. And they got some good players, but they didn't score that much five-on-five. Five. Uh, did you like the decision, by the way, to scratch Capo Caco game six?
1: Um. I thought it was okay, but
0: because Philip Cheadle was back, he is. And anytime you can get Dryden Hunt, Panthers legend, into the lineup, y- you want to know what that youngsters
1: line was so good for them—just the creating opportunities on the ice and just driving energy. Wouldn't have made that move, but like maybe there was there was definitely a lot for Gallant and. Like, he probably made the right decision,
0: but... Well, he's taking a lot of I I probably
1: I, I probably wouldn't have done that, yeah.
0: I think there has to be something going on behind the scenes for him to make that decision, realistically. Yeah. At the same time, like, let's not all pretend like he scratched our Artemi Panarin. Like, he scratched a guy who, I just looked it up, scored 18 points in the regular season in 43 games. Like, yeah. It's not like he scratched someone, like... It's not an unreasonable scratch, Right. And I get like Gawant also does have a reputation of doing that kind of thing to young players, which maybe, you know, for better or worse, it's, it's not great. But, you know, you make the decision, you live with it. I don't think it was going to make a difference in that series whatsoever. I think once Tampa went up in the series 3 2, I think Tampa was going to find a way to win it. Yeah. I, I think so too. Yeah. And so looking at this like Stanley Cup final matchup. A, hey, yeah, I don't think Colorado's seen a goalie. They haven't seen a goalie like Vasilevsky yet, right? They just haven't. No. Can he be difference maker? Maybe. Maybe not. Depends what version of Vasilevsky shows up, but he is one of the world's best. And I think it comes down to, I think Colorado's the better team, but Tampa Bay, they've shown their mentality of they know what it takes to win, right? Mm-hmm. And how much of that can factor into a Stanley Cup final versus... A relatively inexperienced Colorado team without Nazem Kadri. Keep in mind.
1: How many cup winners do they have? On Tampa Bay? No, on Colorado.
0: Um Darren Did Helm. Bur-
1: Burakovsky?
0: Yeah, they have Burakovsky, Darren Helm. Um looking at the back end.
1: I don't think anybody on the back end.
0: No, but it's not a lot. With like Tampa Bay, like almost all of them. Like right. They probably have at least 10 that uh, have Stanley Cups. And I think that's the thing. Like, I get—I don't think Tampa was the best team in the East, but they just found a way. They, 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 they
1: know they know what it takes to win.
0: Yeah. And, and They've been through it.
1: It's, it's, it's much easier to go through something If you've done it before, that's just the reality that you can apply that reasoning to anything. Yeah. And And it's no different in the Stanley cup playoffs.
0: No, I agree. I don't think it is. And I don't think in the playoffs right now, like I don't think Colorado's faced that much adversity getting to the spot. Like I the think most
1: the- adversity they've faced is probably that St. Louis series. And you're looking at it and you're going,
0: that's not much. No, it isn't. And I, so I think when you look at Colorado's trip, they had two sweeps, right? Like the West just wasn't as good. It's not as good as the East, right? Tampa Bay had to get, even Even though they sweep the Panthers, we know how good the Florida Panthers are. They won the president's trophy. Toronto, like Toronto's a good team too. Uh, Rangers, probably the weakest opponent they faced and still the Rangers are a good team with one of the best goalies in the world. So I think it was a much harder path for, for Tampa Bay to get there. They have the experience. Um, I am I am going to root for Colorado to win this one. But,
1: but it's, you want to know what? On paper, you look at it and it's Tampa's probably going to win it. I think that's, if you look at the all of the this intangibles yeah tampa's probably should be the favorite in this series yeah and i w- wouldn't be surprised if they stole game 1 on wednesday
0: no it wouldn't shock me at all it wouldn't shock me at all um i do I agree th- th- i think this i think it's a 7 game series yeah
1: cuz i think i think tampa will win game 1 and i think colorado will win game 2 and yeah. they will go into t-
0: tampa with with a split
1: that's that's what I think is going to happen.
0: Yeah, but do, like, but in a game like so, I think it goes seven games. But in a game seven, who do I think wins a game seven? And the numbers for Vasilevsky in game seven are ridiculous. Tampa Bay, they get it done when it matters most. Nathan McKinnon. I mean, people have said he's just not a gamer, right? So, dude in his chickpea pasta.
1: And no white sauce.
0: No, can't do it. I don't know. Seems miserable to me. But to me, I think I really want Colorado to win this one. I want them to dismantle the lightning. But uh, I think Tampa in seven, but I really want it to be Colorado. Yeah, that's
1: fair. That's fair. A prediction is different from what you hope is going to happen.
0: Yeah, I just – I have a real hard time betting against Tampa right now. And –
1: Okay, here's another question regarding Tampa. If are they considered a dynasty? If they win, if they lose, or are they a dynasty no matter what?
0: I it I think they're a dynasty, yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I, I I definitely I think... think a three-peat would like solidify it. Like a three peat would make it an, uh, it would make the conversation, it wouldn't even be a conversation if they three peated. It would definitely be dynasty. But when I think back and I look at when Pittsburgh won back to back, and I know they didn't make it to the cup final the next year. Uh, I mean, they lost to Washington, who, who actually won the cup, is I never thought of Pittsburgh in that realm of like, Oh, maybe they're a dynasty. I never really thought about it.
0: To I me, mean, like I think it depends on how you define dynasty, and it gets a lot harder with the salary cap era, right? Because I think back to back, you're a dynasty, right? And even like you look at Tampa, Tampa Bay over the last ten years: two Stanley Cups, four finals appearances, six conference final appearances. Mm-hmm. Could be three cups if they win it, right? To me that's a dynasty and the other part is you look at their last two stanley cup wins and i know i hate tamp i hate that they've won back-to-back stanley cups and they're there again this year but the one key thing is everyone talks about how hard it is to sustain success in the salary cap era right mm-hmm. the last three years it has not just been the salary cap era it has been the flat cap era the cap has mm-hmm. not risen in the last three years they have found a way to do that. Now I know last year, you know, a bit cheap, you know, they just threw everyone on IR, but they're allowed to, right. It's stupid. Yep. They're allowed to. I agree. So yeah, I think, I think absolutely. They're a dynasty, but yeah. as much as I hate it, I think they're a dynasty. It is weird though. Cause like all this success is coming like after Steve Eisman left too. And it's like, really, he kind of did all the work. Yeah. Right and like not to take away from like what like Julian Breswa has done, but I mean, come on, exactly. But yeah, I think yeah, I, I would say Dynasty. I think a lot of those guys are going to be Hall of Famers, right? You're looking at like like Steven Stamkos is a Hall of Famer right now in my mind.
1: Vasilevsky will be.
0: Vasilevsky will be. I think Kucherov, Kucherov most is. likely will be. Kucherov most likely. John Edmund, Cooper yeah. most likely. Yeah, and as much as everyone hates him
1: pat maroon definitely
0: i mean like so yeah in my mind
1: if, yeah. we've come a long way since he was on uh on mcdavid's wing eh? yeah i kind of like i just i forget about that sometimes
0: yeah it's where he really blossomed and then he went home for the year and then he thought oh you know i don't i just go to the next four finals <laughs> And then Corey Perry tried to do the same thing, except lose. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, but it's going to be a, a. I actually I'm looking forward to this series. I think this is the best final we've got in the last couple of years. Right? Yeah, like the last two, like uh, like Dallas and Montreal. It's not that exciting. This this is this is better.
1: This is like this is the first. This is. This is the first time in. Uh since St. Louis and Boston in 2019 that you look at it and you say okay these two teams belong to be where they are. Yeah. I don't think you could say that of Dallas and Montreal.
0: No, I don't think so. I think they kind of just fluke their way there a bit. Yeah. But that's either here or there. We'll see what happens. Uh should be a fun series. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um we'll get into a quick ad read here and then talk some more kind of Panther stuff. Um So hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings' same-game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets – like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Panthers, off season, getting into it. It's a bit slow because the offseason's is always uh, kind of slow. But I think when it comes to the Panthers, a lot of focus has been going towards what does this team do with their coaching? Because it's a weird position to be in, right? Like you have Andrew Burnett. He hasn't signed a new contract. He came in on the interim tag. He is a finalist. He was a finalist for the Jack Adams award. Right. But at the same time, you could say a lot of the things the Panthers did. Well, a lot of that credit should, you know, is is attributed to the way they played under Joel Quenville. And Andrew Burnett was kind of just this caretaker. And then they got to the playoffs after, you know, the best season of franchise history and, you know, call it what it is. They shit the bed in the second round, and how much of that you want to, you know, blame on coaching um, will vary. And we've talked about it before, but do you think Andrew Burnett's the solution? Is he the guy? And I,
1: I've kind of since last time we spoke about this, I have readjusted my stance. The. There's a lot of really, really, really good coaches available. Yeah. With wow. proven records. Yeah. I think. I Don't get me wrong. I think that Andrew Brunett 1,000% deserves a head coaching gig in the, in the NHL. And I think I would be very happy if he stayed with the Panthers. However, you can't help but th- think what if my main what if right now is probably
0: what what if the Panthers hire Bruce Cassidy? Well, that's the thing for me because last time we talked about this, right. And I think we both kind of landed on, you know what you need to give him a full year to just see what you have. Right. But the issue becomes when it comes to coaches, if, if a guy's hired, you know, if a guy's coaching a team, he's not available to you. Right. And, you know, you can, if you want to wait a year, great. But the guys that are available right now are not going to be available in a year. Right. And the coaching market is looking really good for a team that's looking for a new coach. And you mentioned Bruce Cassidy let go last week by the Boston Bruins. What did you make of that decision by them?
1: Shocking. Uh, yeah. I, I, what? Like why? <laughs> Does Bruce Cassidy have, like, like, a ton of skeletons in his closet that we don't know about? That's I, the only thing I can think of to justify the fire. It makes no
0: sense to me. It's, it, it's a really peculiar one. And then after that, you know, there's kind of some, some Pasternak trade rumors coming out. And it's like, to me, it's the Bruins must be thinking, you know, maybe Patrice Bergeron's not coming back, and we need to just go full rebuild. But if I was a Bruins... it's brewer- not going
1: to like you want, like somebody brought that up. Somebody said, What if they're going for Bedard? They can't go for Bedard. They have two solid goalies. They would have to trade Sway- Swayman, would have to be gone or because I don't think Omar can go.
0: Not on that contract, no. I,
1: I mean, goaltender goal wise, I don't think you see how you can be one of the worst teams in the league unless they get injured. Defensively, that you just gave Hampus Lindholm a shit ton of money, and you have Charlie McAvoy, who I think is one of the most underrated defensemen in the National Hockey League. I agree. I completely agree. I like Charlie McAvoy. I, I love his style of play. And like up front, you still got some nice pieces. Yeah. Like you've got a you've got a deep team.
0: Yeah. Like yep. so,
1: let, let's say, because they're not gonna. At most they lose two of th- of the three of that first line, right? Yeah. I don't think they lose Martian. I think Marshand stays no matter what. Yeah. But I I don't see them being in a position where they could be in a rebuild. It doesn't does not make sense. I mean, like, do you keep Jake Debrusque now?
0: Because
1: oh. Jake Debrusque's main beef
0: was with Bruce Cassidy. Yeah, it's it's a really weird one. I also, if I was a Bruins fan, I don't know if I would trust that management with a rebuild. Based on draft history. No. Based on taking Trent Frederick in the first round, the three misses they had in 2015. Right. They could Don't get me wrong. I
1: I I I very much like Frederick's game, but he's not a
0: first round pick. Oh well, they drafted him and they said at the draft. This guy's perfect for our third line. Like that really what you want to hear from a first round pick? No. And that's I appreciate the honesty, but that's (laughs) not you could drop someone like that in the third or fourth or fifth round or almost, or just never. They're available for like week men almost always.
1: Exactly. So that's yeah, I I you don't trust that management. It does not the outcome of the Boston Bruins and what's gonna happen of the Bruins is. A very
0: big mystery to me right now. Yeah. I have I, no idea where do you think that, They that try team to do there. it where, like, uh, so they won the cup in 2011, right? Yeah. 2015 comes around and they're in kind of a bit of a cap jam, right? And really, I think they are one of the only teams that I can think of that like successfully retooled and was good without being bad for very long.
1: Yeah, and, I think, um, you know, you, Marchand and that whole first line, like, kind of blossomed that year. Yeah. that Like, I I want to say that was the first year that you, you you looked at them and you were like, this might be the best line in hockey.
0: Yeah. But, but like, that offseason, they got rid of Milan Lucic. They got rid of Soderbergh, who was a good top four defenseman for them. Right? They got rid of a couple other guys. And they, you know, added some pieces here or there and guys got better and they retooled and is that what they're trying to do this time do you think or do you think they're going full rebuild or do you think they're just I don't even know did they not keep like that was hmm.
1: so before Bruce Cassidy it was Claude Julian right yes Claude Julian got fired was it off season or midseason
0: I want to say it was midseason, but I—that's
1: I what I want to say too. Yeah, but you know, like that's that's what I mean. Like, I just I don't. Why can't you re retool with Bruce Cassidy? What what what's the what's the reasoning
0: for getting rid of him? Because that's well, not you don't do that in a retool. No, for me, I think like. And what I've been seeing, and, you know, it can be, you know, you never know how reliable these things are. But um, the kind of the kind of sense I get is that he was a real hard-ass kind of coach and that maybe rubbed some of the players the wrong way. Uh, he obviously rubbed Jake DeBrusque the wrong way. Yeah, and so I think, yeah, there's maybe some rift between him and, and some of the players for sure, right? And so when you talk about Bruce Castle as maybe being an option for the Florida Panthers, you say, you know what? It's going to be, a, I think, a completely different style of coach than Andrew Burnett. Andrew Burnett is very much a player's coach, people pleaser type guy. I think Quenville was somewhere in between. <clears throat> Similar. With Bruce Cassidy, you're going to get a guy who's, I think, I think Bruce Cassidy is a phenomenal coach, right? But I think, you know, there's different ways of being a good coach, and the way Bruce Cassidy is a good coach is the X's and O's part of the game. His system's really good. His line combinations are really good. He's able to get you know a lot out of out of players, but he might not be the most liked guy. So it's a different way of achieving really good results than what the Panthers have had recently. And do you think that that is a good fit for this group?
1: I th- I would think so. I I would. Um, you know I I I do think the. The, the style, the culture of Florida changes you a bit, and Cassidy would be forced to adapt a little. But you've already got a really, really tight knit group of guys in the dressing room, and I think that like bringing in Bruce Cassidy, I think that it can only improve you. Um, like it's just you look at his tracker, has he ever? Sorry, you cut out there for a sec. Did he miss the playoffs when he was in Boston? I don't think so. I don't think he did. Like, you just bring in a successful coach. And, like, look at when Columbus
0: brought in Tortorella. It worked. It worked. Right. I think it's different, though, because I think John Tortorella worked in Columbus. Columbus didn't have a great roster. They overachieved because of John Tortorella. Florida has a legitimately great roster. They'll have a great team again next year, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We also should mention too, they let go of uh, the Panthers, let go of Will Samuelson and Derek McKenzie today, right? Mm -hmm. And that's something like as much as, you know, those are two guys, you know, two well-respected guys. I think, yeah, when you look at stuff that assistants are in charge of, especially the special teams and what the Panthers did on the power play in the playoffs or what they didn't do on the power play in the playoffs, I think that's the correct call. To get rid of those guys, um, and I think yeah, some some I think new voices are necessary in the room, whether it's at the assistant coach or head coach level. I think that new voices are necessary, and some different things because that power play needs to be way better next year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I'm like, I am fully, uh, I'm fully on board with like the Bruce Cassidy hype train, and I would, as much as I like Andrew Brunette, I think. Bruce Cassidy can get this team to the next level. I think so, too.
1: Is like, I, I think that the odds of that happening are higher with Cassidy than Brunette just because Brunette doesn't have the experience. Well, I, I, but, I, but it's the same thing in a prospect. It's the same thing. Is like, Brunette is probably most likely able to bring them to the next level. Yeah. It's well, just
0: he hasn't proved it yet.
1: I, he hasn't I had the opportunity was, to prove it yet.
0: I don't know if he can. Like, I look at the way the Panthers left the playoffs, the way they got eliminated, and I saw no fire and no passion in that series. And I don't know if Andrew Burnett has the ability to light a fire under guys. Like, I think he's just too nice a guy.
1: That's, and that's just his Yeah.
0: Bio. And I think Bruce Cassidy would have no problem going out there and, you know, rattling a few guys to try and get something out of him. And I think that's what the pan. I think that's something the Panthers are missing in the playoffs with somebody like that, to tell you know the big guns on the team that they're not getting it done, and to come down on them hard and to demand results. And I think they were missing that. And I think that cultivates the kind of you know killer instinct and winning mentality that can get a talented roster like this over the edge. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. Yeah. Like, I, I would not be mad either way, but I would be very interested if I was Bill Zito in Bruce Cassidy right now.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I'm I'm sure his phone is is has been active. I'm I'm sure teams have checked in. Um, I probably don't see him going to Detroit. That's probably not a good fit in my opinion. No. Um, and and you want know, Cassidy is gonna get his pick of teams. He's gonna try and go to a team that's gonna be competitive.
0: Well, yeah, Um, him and Barry Trotz out there, and and I just
1: very very much enjoy remembering that you have two teams in the NHL right now, the Seattle Kraken and the New Jersey Devils, who respectively have Dave Hakstol and Lindy Ruff as their head coaches. Yeah, like like that's that's what baffles me is you have this immense pool of coaching talent available for hire this offseason and you've got teams like those two that are just that
0: are well, the, the doing thing, it. like, i think there's so many teams that are employing worse coaches right right now exactly it's just a reality that's just a fact. exactly like, Same same to be said with barry trotz like there's a lot of worse coaches than barry trotz
1: exactly but but, again, so, but
0: and much you say that though like those guys aren't a, like it's all about fit as well, right? Like those guys, like Barry Trotz is not a good fit, I don't think, for a team like the Panthers. The, I I agree, right? I do like Barry Trotz, and like you know, he's the guy. But
1: I I think his fit is probably <clears throat> in in Winnipeg, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, a local guy makes sense. Surprise hasn't happened yet. Um, yeah, I, another name I was hearing around the Panthers and the and you know potentially bringing in either as head coach or maybe an assistant or something. And I know you're going to absolutely hate this. And I don't know if you saw it, Jeff Blasio. And I know, you know, our viewers, you know, you only have the audio right now, but there's a look of pain on Noah's face. I
1: I don't really have that many issues with Jeff Blaschel. Like I think at its core, he's a good coach, but the fact that Iserman kept him in Detroit for so long, I feel like, you can't improve as a coach. You can only like go down. Like
0: I I to I, me like Jeff yeah, so I, I don't know how that man may, remained employed for that long. I, I, I don't, don't understand I, I don't even know if he knows why. Like the only time he made the playoffs was like right the season after Babcock left. Right. Man. They made the playoffs. Yeah. And then they haven't done anything since. They've been awful, right? And it's like, how did that man remain so employed for so long? And then sometimes coaches like Gerard Gallant with the Golden Knights, or right now, Bruce Cassidy with the Boston Bruins, who have had legitimate success with their teams. And they're like, nah, pass, not interested, let him go. It baffles I, I don't comprehend the NHL coaching market. Now. It, it, it doesn't make much sense. But would I be interested? In a coaching staff of Bruce Cassidy and Jeff Lashelle as an assistant, yeah, yeah, probably. I would definitely. I, I'm highly interested in that, but I do not want to see Jeff Blashell as the head coach of the Florida Panthers.
1: Hard I would, I would see, I, I would like to or, see Jeff
0: Lashelle
1: before I see Pete DeBoer. That's I know,
0: I know, you have a vendetta against Pete DeBoer because he's not a good coach, but okay. So, like, my dream coaching staff, realistically, would be like. Bruce Cassidy head coach, Church sure, Lelashchel as an assistant, Rutu's still there and then I don't know if he would be willing to take the demotion Andrew Burnett, as an assistant, but unlikely yeah but like you know you can ask, it never hurts to ask. Now my nightmare coaching scenario, thanks for asking Noah, it starts off with head coach John Tortorella. Assistant coach, Dave Tippett. <laughs> 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 and you guessed it, th- second assistant coach, Mike Babcock. Oh, my God. That would be the worst thing I could imagine behind a bench. What about? Do
1: you what know how many your- angry
0: men that is screaming at you?
1: Like, that would just be
0: Toxic. It'd be so toxic, and I would also just like I think that the amount of egos there too would just be fantastic to watch.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. They would not get along, or no. they would get along really well. It would be so, it, it would be either one or the other. There'd be no in between. They either like, like, like vibe with each other and just like, like, just like, just like constant banter, or they would absolutely hate their guts. And we're probably looking at a murder before the end of the season.
0: Yeah. Well, that would be my nightmare scenario. Um, but you were mentioning that uh, Claude Julian, another good, I like Claude Julian too, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Coach at the Olympics.
0: Yeah. Good guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Loves I, I, lo- yeah. Loves the game. Yeah. Loves the game. I like, I do. I like him as a coach as well. Um, and I wouldn't be upset at that either, but I don't, I mean, his name's not really being thrown out there that much. Exactly. But like, I'd, I'd be interested. No doubt. Um, Last thing, really quick here. A name that's been floating around recently, and I know with dollars and pieces, it does make it work. But Alex DeBrincat, looking like he's on the trade block, are you interested? If you're the Florida Panthers,
1: first of all, I have no fucking idea what Chicago is doing.
0: Well, I bet you if you walked into their front office and asked them that, they'd probably say we don't know either. <laughs>
1: Like I, I just it does not make any sense to me with the Chicago Blackhawks organization. A
0: business side and the hockey side. What well, guess, f- like I guess like I think the logic of it is like, you know, if they're going rebuild, De Brinkett maybe doesn't fit the timeline of their rebuild. But are they rebuilding? Like they've brought in Seth Jones, they have Taves, they have Kane, right? I was gonna say if you want to rebuild, you trade Taze and Kane. Probably not Alex to Exactly. It's like trading the the Hegel trade. Why? Well, I know why. The why is your return was fantastic. But. But why? Like, like odds are, like, because they got, what,
1: two first-round picks for him? Yeah. Okay. The odds are that you're not going to get a player as good as Brendan Hagel out of those two first-round picks. No,
0: I mean, you might. Like, it, it, actually,
1: I'd say it's a very even trade because I, two first-round picks, there's nothing guaranteed. Hagel, there's something guaranteed. He's played fantastic in these
0: plays. And they're late, and he's got cost control. Like... But if you look at the moves the Blackhawks make, though, it's like, they'll make a move. They'll trade Duncan Keith. And I'm like, okay, rebuild time. And then they'll go sign Seth Jones for an eternity. And I'm like, no, they're going for it, right? For a ton of money. Yeah.
1: And then they're in like... Fairness, all, that, all that did was set the market for defensemen that offseason. And I think it backfired on a lot of teams.
0: Except for the one team that it sure really backfired on, the Colorado Avalanche, who walked up Kale McCarr in nine. What is that? But Okay. And then yeah, yeah. And, then they, and then they go trade Brandon Hagel, and it's like rebuild. But then they've signed Flurry, so it's are they traded for Flurry? So it's like are they rebuilding? It's like what are you doing? And like Kirby Doc's name's also been out there, right? Which like I like Kirby Doc. Don't think he's a fit for the Panthers, but I like Kirby Doc.
1: I I think if Chicago trades Kirby Doc, they are uh, I I I that that would be the the end of the that would make them the Sabers in my mind. That would put them on the same <clears throat> level of stupidity.
0: Yeah. Well, I'd argue the same for DeBrinkit? Like, why are you trying to get rid of this guy? Yeah. Now, if you're the Panthers, are you interested? I mean, I think every team should be interested. Yeah, no. I think it'd be real dumb to not be interested. I don't I don't think the I don't think the Panthers can afford it. Oh. But could you entice them to take back a two time Vesna winner to make the money work?
1: I mean, they took an expensive
0: (laughs) one time Vezina winner last year. Well, I would, first of all, like, I think it's very, very unlikely just because of, you know, money and cap space and stuff. But if they could make it work, I would love to see Alex Debrinkit on the Panthers because you have one of the best playmakers in the world in Jonathan Huberto. It would be ridiculous. And could you imagine him passing the puck over to Alex Debrinkit? And Alex Debrinkit, I know, like, the goals are one thing and everyone focuses on that but easily a Jimmy he's just an all-around good hockey player. He is. That was the year you had him on fantasy. He wasn't scoring, right? Yeah. And then I decided that I hated Alex Debrinka. And then he proceeded to be <laughs> disgusting ever since and I'll never get over it. <laughs> but like, if you could find a made the way, and it's tough because there's not a lot of assets going on with the Panthers, right? a lot of them are just gone. They've dealt the mm-hmm. way. And like, fair enough. I would do the same, but like, if you can find a way to package a roster player, something to clear some money, Mackie Samuskevich, and another maybe prospect to get out. I don't know what the cost would be. It's got to be pretty high. And I don't think the Panthers have the pieces, but I would, I would offer quite a lot for Alex it. Yeah. And I like, would love it if Chicago could also take Sergei Bobrovsky off the books have some money to brink it. Resign Giroux. Bang, bang, boom. Haven't addressed the defense. Doesn't matter. Like that. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I remember this year is like, oh, the Panthers were designed to. You know, they, they built the team to win six five. Mm-hmm. I want them to build the team to win eight seven. That's what I want.
1: <laughs> I want them to normalize like double digit
0: goals in one you know, game. I want a we want ten chant in FLA live every game. For either team, but Italy. I'm, I'm, where do you think? I, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see where everything goes with Alex it because I did not see that coming. No, me neither. Um, but we'll see. Long, long off season ahead. Lots of stuff to to talk about in some upcoming episodes. Uh, but I think we'll end this one here. Thank you so much to everyone tuning and listening. We appreciate it as always. We'll be back next Monday. Brand new episode. We'll see you all then.